For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Previously on Word on the Street. I don't see this story being spread all over the country. You know why? Oh, by the way, the mother happened to be white. Everybody always gets some preachers. Oh, they're taking the money, they're taking the money. In political season, it's politicians begging, 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 begging. December 6th can't come fast enough. Stop sending us texts, raise your own money. David Chanley, when he saw me, he yelled across the little box area where we were sliding boxes and stuffing boxes. He said, hey, Shelly, what's the word on the street? I thought that was cool. No one cares. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Word on the Street. Word on the Street back for an abbreviated show. UGA coming up at uh, 8 o'clock. We will be on from 7 to 8 with a hot show. We got exclusive interview with Tulsi Gabbard. I know you all want to hear that. I've been trying to get Tulsi Gabbard on the air my entire talk radio career. Well, actually in the last five years. But uh, we have an exclusive with Tulsi Gabbard uh, coming up at 7.36. Also, Dave Matthews is stumping for Warfield Warnock. <laughs> And uh, we got a lot to talk about in this brief hour. But it's word on the street, UGA coming up at 8 o'clock. I don't know whether we root for UGA to win, because <laughs> if they win, we're on air from 6.30 to 10. But if they lose, we're only on 9 to 10. But it is the Tuesday before Thanksgiving, and I still have shopping to do. So Wait, say, say the scenario, because, you know, I, I see the emails, but it's so they start getting convoluted to me with the scenarios. If, so win says, is what? Well, if UGA wins tonight, we are on the air 6.30 to 10. Correct, Greg? Right? Oh, so, we get a half, so they're making up. We get a half hour. Right, right. Yeah. And so that, that's the one. That's so Mark Adam doesn't have to come in for a half oh, hour. Oh, so right. Mark, because he's, he's media royalty. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Mark, yeah, yeah. So you can't oh, ask gotcha. Mark Aram to come no, in for No, 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 not us, but the not two, Mark. The two African Americans, obviously, <laughs> you could say, come in for 15 minutes if you, because you guys are on a plantation. But let me say this. Um, but so if UGA wins, we're on the air 6:30 to 10 tomorrow. Okay. If they lose tonight, we're on the air from 9 p.m. to 10. Oh, we get we get our hour. We get an hour. All right. We, we got to come in at nine yes. o'clock for an hour. So if they. So go UGA wink well, wink. It's, well, it was kind wink, of wink. wink wink. Yeah, because uh, you know, because uh, an evening, an evening to get my shopping done tomorrow, it, yeah. it would be helpful because yeah. um, you know Thanksgiving is Thursday. You know, real quick, Melani Kai. So you go to the gym. You go to the gym a lot. I'm I kind of go sporadically. I, I gym for me is like church. Like I go. No, I think you go to the gym more than you go to church. No, no, don't I, you? I've been going to church re regularly. But oh, good. Yeah, yeah, but I, I but it's, it's, it, you know, I can go. I, I, like, I can go to gym for four days in a row and then not go for months. Okay. It's like church. I can go to church four <laughs> Sundays in a row yeah. and then not go back for yeah. a year, right? Yeah. But, but I found this place called Hot Works. Hot Works. Yeah. Um, I, I did glutes and my core tonight. Um, right here in Smyrna, but there's a bunch of them all over the, uh, Never, you know, all over the place. Never, first time hearing of Let Hot Works. Let me tell works. you what it is. Hot Works. It's in a sauna. 
So you, you have a virtual instructor. It's a private sauna, right? It's not like a bunch of, you know, because one of the things about going to a class, I'm always embarrassed because there are people in there like women will be in there or, or some Kill, old Killing guy, the game, killing right? Killing the game. Yeah, you're 60, sitting there exactly. dying of, you Somebody know, 75 right, is going right, up and down right. one side of you and then looking at you over right, at right. you. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Right, right. Oh, man. <laughs> right? So, so, so this is cool because it's private in the sauna and it got the sauna. It was like 130 degrees. Love I, it. I sweated out. All of that ham hock I had this weekend. I mean, I swear, I felt it. I saw it coming through my veins, the ham hock grease. Never heard of it, but it's so interesting because on days that I don't, even when I go, to, I force myself to go to the gym. Even if I don't work out, I go to into the sauna. Sometimes I have a sauna suit on. I'll do, sometimes I'll just sit there for an hour, have to go in and out. But other times I'll do a 30-minute workout in the sauna. Never heard of that before. Yeah, hot works. The, wow. Works with an X at the end. Wow. Um, so I, I'm going to be, let me tell you, by like holiday, oh, like by like what? mid-December, I'm going to take off, I'll be able to take my shirt off oh. and do the show with my shirt oh, off. Oh, wow. Because yes. I'll have an ab, I'll oh, have abs, I'll have yeah. pecs and yeah. stuff. Yeah. So I'll be able to do my show you. with my top off. No, that is so cool. Never, ever yeah, heard. Yeah, cool. Maybe they'll, sponsor, maybe they'll sponsor the show. Uh, well, uh, Talk know, to him. Yeah, that's what we're trying to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? I ran into Chris Hatchett today, so hey, yeah. Chris, you listening, right? Yeah, there you go. Hot works, guys. That's cool. Yeah, it's a friend friend. Franchise opportunities are available. Side plug. <laughs> so, <laughs> Owner, did I text you to listen at this time? Because I'm going to mention you guys to thousands of people. So breaking That's news. Cool. Breaking news. You just heard in the news. Court of Appeals reverses Saturday voting. When Greg said, did you hear that? I heard Edgar just break that news. Want to hear your thoughts on the breaking news that the Court of Appeals reverses uh, Judge McBurney on Saturday ver- voting? See, legally, I don't know. I don't have a say-so. Our, our law on the street experts not here. But Judge... Just for the sake of everybody just being on the same page, after we talked about it and I said they should allow it, I was really, really happy. I don't want to hear any side complaining about anything. The reason why we lost is because there wasn't Saturday voting. I absolutely, as I laid out my case, 100% believe that there are people who cannot get to early voting. And I laid that out, and I'll tell you why. So I was happy for it. Now I'm back at, come on, I don't want to hear everybody, most people listening like me, you want this thing over. I don't want the runoff to get to get finished. And and let's just say, for the most part, if Herschel Walker wins, it will be part of it. I don't want to have to hear it's because of Saturday voting. Yes, I think thousands of people can't. I just want there to be Saturday voting. And I wish that the other side, even though they probably don't have anything to do with what the judge said, I wish the other side, everybody comes together and say, hey, judge, whoever, appellate court, I don't know what court it is, we're all, we're Democrats, we're Republicans, we're independents, we're all together. We don't we want Saturday voting. Is there a way we can do it? So I'm a little disappointed, Shelly. I just want after December sixth to be over, and I don't think that's gonna happen after sat if Saturday voting is not into play. When uh, I was watching the World Cup today, we're going to spin over to the World Cup. Um, World Cup today, USA tied Wales. What a great match it was. Um, they shouldn't have tied. They, they're a better team, but Wales played very well in the second half. Um, but I want to ask you guys, because this is this the way I am. At 2 o'clock, I went to my television, and I said World Cup into the microphone, into the remote, and I watched big sporting events. Now, I would I watched Qatar, or Qatar, I watched them lose on Saturday. I'm a big-time sports fan 
for big events. And a World Cup is the largest sporting event in the world. And so now the U.S. tie, they were supposed to win. They were, they were hoping to win. But I watched the, the match, and it was an exciting match because Wales tied in the, in the later uh, times. But in the later part of the, uh, of the half, if you will. But uh, what, what I find interesting is the media, I read an article on Sunday that was talking about the human rights stuff and the no beer stuff and Ecuadorian um, fans were chanting, we want Cerveza, we want Cerveza on Saturday. Um, the, 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 you know, the gay rights stuff is going on and all of stuff surrounding this. The media, I read an article where the media was talking about not many fans in the stands. But when I watched the Ecuador Qatar, Qatar. When I watched that game, there were tons of fans in the stands. When I watched the USA, uh, USA games, there were thousands of tens of thousands of people from Wales or Wales fans, let's say, in the stands. And I'm thinking to myself, are you guys trying to downplay because these this country has human rights stuff going on, or are you really trying to write the story? Because I saw fans, I saw loud fans, and the only thing that I think the fans are being bothered by is that they can't drink because. <laughs> We have to drink at a sporting event, particularly soccer. Because I go no... to sporting events and I don't feel a need to drink. But you don't drink at all anyway. Oh. I'm talking about drinkers, people that like sports and drink. Oh. A sporting event, soccer, soccer is why the Atlanta United is so exciting, is because soccer is a sport that is designed for you to drink while watching because there's no real stoppage. Like, you can just sit back and watch. Like, football has you stop. Baseball, you change innings. Basketball has quarters and then foul shots. But soccer is constant. So you're just constantly drinking because the sport is, is always it's always moving. It's always playing. There's always action. And so, um, but I don't understand why the media here in the U.S. is so hard on this country. That's my question. I, listen, I can tell you, Shelly, just about, I, I asked the question. I tried my best. I knew we would have to talk about it. I know the World Cup is huge. I spent time over in Italy when it was a crucial part of one, one, one time, I forgot what year it was for the World Cup. I watched that whole country come to a complete halt, watching on the streets, little kids, parents, families. I said, wow, this is huge. I knew it was huge. And you're but that opened up my eyes. So World Cup's coming. We're on talk radio. I say, I've got to get excited. I've tried everything, Shelly. I'm telling you, I tried with the, the storylines of the youngest player ever for the USA. I mean, I've read the storylines. Here's the God's honest truth. And there are people listening to me right now. They're, they're going to say the same thing. I could care less. Nothing about it. Now, if we get to the fat, and then Greg has on, Greg's culturally appropriating, Shelly. Look, look at the shirt he has on. That's a great shirt. Is he I allowed to wear that? Of course he is. He's it's white. Him. He's got a shirt on that says Jamaica. People, white I, people go to Jamaica? As oh, a matter of fact, white people. I joined people, the Jamaican soccer they, team. I play footy. What are you talking they about? They visit, though. They, they, keep feel, the, they, keep the, they keep the country it alive, It feels like actually. he's culturally appropriating. No, that's a great. That's actually, that's actually a, va- a great jersey. But, um, but I would t- love one of those. But I, I don't. I, I know you two. I I'm gonna follow the storylines just because we're on the radio. I don't care, Shelly. I really don't care. So the funniest story. Not, okay, let me ret- <laughs> let me retract this. No, say that, it. No, no, say no, no, no. It's not say funny. It. It's not say funny. It. The it. most interesting story coming out of the World Cup. You know, first couple days of the World Cup <laughs> is this TV reporter was robbed live on air of her money and her document. Like the camera was rolling while this guy. <laughs> 
And it's interesting to me because it's not like this happened in like Southwest Atlanta or Crescent City, New Orleans. No, this happened in Qatar, which is supposed to be this big Muslim, very devout country where you're worried about, you know, gays and, and, and out of out of marriage sex. But here it is, a guy went on television, turban or head head scarf and all, and robbed a news reporter on the air. And this is supposed to be one of the richest countries in the world. There are three hundred thousand people there, but they're they're almost 2.7 million migrants. This wasn't a migrant. Mm -mm. This was a citizen mm -hmm. of Qatar mm -hmm. robbing a reporter on the news. Mm -hmm. And I thought to myself, wow, there's crime everywhere. <laughs> And he's a man of color. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's not yeah. a white guy. Yeah. So I'm thinking he's not about a black guy, And he's not a black guy. Okay, no, so but don't, I'm saying, but don't. he would be no in in a, in a D in a DEI world, DEI. diversity oh, inclusion. Oh, he's a man of color. He's yes. a man of color. If he worked here, they would view him as a man. They'd ask him to have his own little section of. He's a man of. So is George Estevis with Channel Two Action News, who's looks whitish, whitish skin, but he's of Spanish he's a, descent. Is he a man of color? Absolutely. He's a man. He's a man. He's Cuban. He's a he's the biggest man of. Of color he's more man of color than i am but uh, but i just found it fascinating yeah. that this happened because i would of all look i can see this happening in europe america obviously here in america canada you know any western country i yeah. can see this happening because there are disparities in income in western democracies because capitalism is kind of built on that if you don't work hard you're going to starve right so but in these countries where they have such plentiful oil reserves they kind of share the money with the people so i'm thinking to myself this is the last country where i would see that happen because in countries like this in muslim law you get your hand chopped off for stealing because you went on radio about a week or so ago and said we should be probably should you were asking should we be more like these countries with these strict laws because they have low crime they have low crime that's what i said that's that's why i brought it up you you finished my thought <laughs> i just said last week these countries have low crime and then a reporter gets robbed on television tells you what i know about foreign countries you should listen to milani kai talk about foreign countries because she's traveled <laughs> i've only been to the caribbean where i'm there to do one thing and one thing only what's it's that Ah, it's for you, me to know and you to find oh, out. What so. happens? What happens in Jamaica? Oh, stays so in Jamaica. So y'all just gotta just take Vegas's thing and just do it with every oh, place. every island like has everybody. the same. Everybody has the same place. <laughs> it's Word on the Street, the hottest party on talk radio, ladies and gentlemen. Coming back, a headline, a quick hit headline, and then an exclusive interview with Tulsi Gabbard, and we talk about talk about Dave Matthews in town for Raphael Warnock. As Greg P said, can Raphael Warnock name one Dave Matthews song? We're gonna talk about it. So, in these short breaks, we do a, a headline, and we were trying to figure out what headline we're going to talk about. So, the headline is the Chrisleys got real time in jail, like real time, like like not like one or two years. They're doing six and twelve years. Is that correct? Six and twelve years. I'm thinking to myself, you went from being on television and one of and, and, and quite a funny show. I kind of I never saw the show. I it's a I funny show. I didn't know who the Chrisleys were until the case came out. Until oh, I that, heard, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, Chrisleys know best. I've watched it a couple times. I've always been 
I've always like questioned the guy because he always seemed very effeminate to me. Oh, uh, the father. Uh, no, he just seemed effeminate. I mean, he, I'm not saying anything about his sexuality. I'm just saying I, I questioned him in that. Wow, wow, he's so effeminate. You're the you're the you're the man of the house. You know what I mean? But he was always so effeminate. old school, right? Yeah, yeah old yeah. school, right? Yeah, you're the man of the house. Yeah, you're the right. man of the house. Not old school. That's old, new school. That's true school. I don't but, know if but, that's new school. I don't, yeah, it's true school at least. Yeah. But but the fact of the matter is that I just I can't believe you went from. TV, ratings, juggernaut, great show, funny show, celebrities, and now you're going to do 6 and 12 in jail for taxes. Well, I mean, we're sending money to Ukraine. We don't even know where it's going. So are you and saying... you're sending people to jail for you, taxes. Are you against sending people to jail for, I, get, for taxes? I, I just feel like... I just feel like... I feel like if you... If you get in trouble for taxes, your the first offer should be okay. You did this wrong. Pay the taxes. I don't think jail should be the idea for people with tax issues. Now, if you've done, I mean, I don't know. It just seems so. I don't I know. Punishment just. I don't it, know. It, it, I think if you know that you can go to jail for doing bad stuff with taxes and you do it, then but you gotta go to it's, jail. It's, it's money you're paying to the government. And if you try and beat that, you should just be forced to pay it back. Not to jail. change the law? Yeah, it's And almost... change the law for Saturday voting too. Yeah, no, I don't know if you so... change the law. Just you know, judge doesn't have to find put you in jail. <laughs> you don't have to put you in jail. That's all. It just seems like it's like debtor's prison. It's so antiquated. It's word on the street. We'll be right back. So I had the opportunity to check a guest off my bucket list. Tulsi Gabbard, as you know, dropped herself, took herself away from the Democratic Party. We had a couple minutes to talk this afternoon before she had an event with Herschel Walker, her second in this election season. And this is what we talked about. I am so excited to be speaking to this wonderful young lady. I'm, I'm on the phone with uh, Tulsi Gabbard. I'm a fan. I, as I told her before we started this interview, this she is on my bucket list of people I've always been intrigued to talk to. So welcome to Word on the Street, Tulsi Gabbard. Thank you, Shelley. It's great to talk to you. I wanted to first start off with you ran for president, you're a former Democrat, you dropped out of the Democratic Party, and one of the quotes when you said you said you were leaving the Democratic Party was a party of warmongers and woke cowards. Can you explain that to go a little deeper into that? Oh, the, the Democratic Party that I joined 20 years ago just is unrecognizable today. Today's Democrat Party is led by uh, these, these radical ideologues who hate freedom. Uh, they are undermining our Constitution. They are seeking to racialize everything in this country, pitting one of us against the other, and ultimately putting their own selfish interests ahead of the interests of the American people and our country. Uh, it's a party that on, on every level I could no longer uh, align myself with. You know, you were famously the first Hindu American elected to Congress and a veteran. Did you ever feel, because by all definitions of the Democratic left, uh, you would be a woman of color, did you ever feel accepted by the Democrat Party based on your views? Oh, you mentioned a few things there. Uh, you know, the Democratic Party always had a lot to say about women of color and advancing women of color. However, in my experience, it turned out they're only interested in advancing women of color who will say the things that they want them to say or who will do the things they want them to do, which, again, just shows how they racialize everything. They're not actually interested in policies that, that best serve the American people or policies that best serve uh, the, the economic and security interests of our country. Um, they are looking to advance only their own political goals. 
and ambition. Uh, we saw this very clearly in the presidential campaign, and I saw it uh, throughout the time I served in Congress, increasingly over those last those last years. Uh, as you talk, as your form, as a former veteran, I want to ask your opinion um, on the monies that we just seemingly throwing away in Ukraine. Is that a policy that you support, or do you think this is just silly, the, um, the amount of money we're sending over to Ukraine? Well, Shelley, you know, I, I've served on uh, three deployments to different combat zones in the world over the almost 20 years that I've worn the uniform. I still serve in the Army Reserves now as a civil affairs officer and lieutenant colonel, and, and this really hits home for a lot of reasons. I know a lot of people personally who are being deployed now to, to Eastern Europe because of this ongoing war uh, which which is really a proxy war between the United States and Russia using the Ukrainian people as fodder, which is which is really disgusting and disheartening. So no, to answer your question, I do not agree with the administration's approach and policy as as uh, it, it, with it regards to Ukraine. I'll, I'll mention a few of the main the main reasons why, rather than. Uh, immediately addressing the fact that, yes, Russia and Putin should not have invaded Ukraine. The United States and President Biden could have immediately taken on a leadership role in encouraging a negotiated and peaceful end to that war. Uh, there were Russian and Ukrainian officials sitting across from each other trying to conduct diplomacy and negotiations just one month after that invasion occurred. And it was the United States and other countries that encouraged Ukraine to get up and leave the negotiating table, causing this war to further increase and escalate. You see how uh, the Biden administration has now sent tens of billions, if not over $100 billion of our taxpayer dollars to Ukraine, refuses to be held accountable for how this money is being spent, whose hands it is ending up in, where these weapons are going. And yet the, the hypocrisy is, they want to hire 87,000 new IRS agents to comb over every penny that you and I spend, every deductible that we include in our taxes, and go after everyday working Americans and small business owners. So, you know, it really just shows what their priorities are, how screwed up they are. They're more interested in continuing this proxy war against Russia, which is causing great harm to the Ukrainian people, but also putting the American people in the world uh, at great risk of, of nuclear catastrophe. Uh, they don't actually care about bringing about peace, which which, should, which angers me and should anger every single person in this country, I think, who really do care about the Ukrainian people and want to see this war end. I'm on the phone with Tulsi Gabbard, who recently left the Democratic Party, um, a dream interview for me. So thank you very much. Before I move on to why you're in town today, I want to ask this just straightforward question. Since you left the Democratic Party, are you now a registered Republican or are you an independent? I'm an independent. Gotcha. Um, great place to be. Uh, I think I think both parties are pushing many of us into that column. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, we, you're here in town in Georgia. I believe yes, it's your I second am. time. It's great to be here. I believe it's your second time. What are you here in town for, and um, who are you endorsing? I've actually been here in Georgia a few times. I've got some family out here, spent some time out at Fort Benning, but you're right. It is my second time out here uh, supporting Herschel Walker to be your next U.S. senator. Uh, it was great to be able to come out here before the general election, spend some time uh, with him out on the campaign trail. We saw how close those numbers were on Election Day, which just shows, uh, you know, even in the face of over $100 million being spent 
to attack him on television, on the radio, spreading lies about him. Uh, they couldn't knock him out. And, uh, and so now it's really, it's really going to be up to the people of Georgia to, to make sure that your voices are heard in sending a clear message to the country and to Washington about what kind of leadership you want to see in Washington uh, on December 6th when this runoff election occurs. You've got, you've got a clear, clear contrast and clear choice between uh, Herschel Walker, who has been very clear about his position on all of the issues of the day, the issues facing our families, our kids, our economy, and our security in this country. Uh, he's committed to putting the interests of the people of Georgia and this country first, ahead of any partisan interests or you know, special interests or powerful interests. He's, he's committed to fighting for the people, the people that he loves, the people that he grew up with. Whereas uh, Senator Warnock has, has proven himself through his record to unfortunately just be another Washington politician. You know, he's putting the interests of the Democratic Party or the interests of Joe Biden first and foremost without really listening to or paying attention to what is going to serve the families uh, of Georgia, the families in this country, our kids, and making sure that they've got a free and peaceful and prosperous society to grow up in. Uh, the contrast between the two could not be more clear, and I'm, I'm grateful to be here in Georgia to help get the word out and encourage people to use, use their voices, because if we don't use our voice through our votes, uh, then we will not see the kind of change that we need to see in our government, where we actually have a government that's working for us, the people, rather than a government that's working for the, the powerful elite. Tulsi Gabbard, endorsing Herschel Walker. Um, I appreciate your time so very much. God bless you. Keep up the great work. And before I let you go, I've got to ask, what is the future politically for Tulsi Gabbard? Uh -huh. Thank you, Shelley. I don't know. It's the honest-to-God answer. My, my goal in life has never been to have a political career. It's always been to do all that I can to be of service to God and to others and to try to make a positive impact with my life. And so that's what I'm focusing on every day, and uh, we'll see where, uh, where, where things go. Well, when you announce your future in politics, please don't forget word on the street. <laughs> Thank you, Shelly. How could I forget you? <laughs> God bless you. God bless you, and have a wonderful day. Thank you. You too. Aloha. Bye-bye. Aloha from Tulsi Gabbard. Man, I tell you, I, would, I wish we were in person doing that interview. So. Why? Huh? Why? Oh, because I would like to have spent like 20 minutes talking to her. I, she, I, is she an up-and-coming? Well, she's an independent, so I can't say a rising uh, up-and-coming, like, for the Republican Party, or is, are you guys kind of claim her I, though, right? Well, we, be honest. We, we even during the presidential election, many conservatives said they liked Tulsi Gabbard, and the reason for that is because of her views on on war and war spending and and everything like that, and also her her views on uh, at the time COVID. But that that was that goes further back. But her views on war, a lot of Republicans did like Tulsi Gabbard when she was running for president. As a matter of fact, there were some pundits who were pushing a uh, what before. Um, before Trump, uh, no, in 2020, a lot of conservative pundits were pushing a Tulsi Gabbard Trump ticket, get rid of Pence and bring Tulsi Gabbard on. Uh, but I just want to ask this question. Dave Matthews is at the Roxy for free tonight for Warnock. We got a couple minutes. want to go around the room. Here's a question. Tulsi Gabbard is an endorser. Dave Matthews, Tulsi Gabbard is an endorser for Herschel Walker. Dave Matthews as an endorser for Raphael Warnock. Which is the more powerful endorsement that you think would turn out the voters? I'll go with uh, Greg. You go first. 
Tulsi Gabbard's more important to the conservative movement than Dave Matthews is as an artist. Lumalani Kai? Uh, I'm just not. Honestly, I, I don't think it matters anymore. For the, on the uh, let's, Let me just say this. On the Democratic side, I don't think it matters. I think celebrity endorsements in Georgia uh, do not matter. I can't answer for the side of the Republicans, but I'm only going by what I saw in this past election, the Oprahs, the Obamas, the the the, uh, the hip-hop artists, the twerkers, the, the, the Kerry Washingtons. None of that mattered to the people in Georgia. So for the Democratic side, I guess not. I guess maybe Tulsi. I mean, I just don't know how celebrity endorsements work these days, if they're even working. The interesting thing is, one, that's a good question. Are they even working? Here's the difference, though. This weekend was a very, and no one's really talking about this except for, well, quite frankly, me, because I'm about to say it. No one's really talking about the Herschel Walker, uh, the weekend, excuse me, that Herschel Walker had this weekend. He had Kemp. Uh, with a rally for him on Saturday, very well attended rally. They're going to be doing this uh, throughout the elect this runoff season. That's a very big um, um, endorsement for Herschel Walker because it moves some, not all, not a bunch of people, but it moves some people from that. I, you know, don't like him. I voted for you, Brian Kemp, and moves some of those people over because they have their guy that they voted for endorsing him and and Brian Kemp being the skilled politician he is he's not out there just talking and saying how great Herschel is he's actually spelling out the reasons why we need Herschel Walker in, in in the Senate seat but the second endorsement was this Tulsi Gabbard as I said she's an independent but she was a moderate Democrat she wasn't this crazy you know and she left the Democratic Party for the very same reasons that conservatives vote against Democrats, the wokeness, the craziness. And so I think she helps out uh, Herschel Walker in a large way. And I would like to see the Walker campaign roll out an ad with Tulsi Gabbard because she's very popular, particularly amongst men and um, suburban women. She's very popular on the conservative side. So is this more about convincing people this is what i'm thinking convincing people like myself and the others that i've talked to that we're just not going we're, not, we're tired we're not going out to vote it's not really by now people you already know who you're going to vote for you're either voting for walker or warnock or you're not voting at all would you agree that this is really about hey we just need you to get out and vote and we're not fighting over who to vote for these days actually you're not so the thing is because of the unique situation in this elect, this uh, general election that Herschel Walker was in, where people split the ticket, what you're asking those people to do is come back out and feel safe voting, voting for Walker. That's what Brian Kemp does. That's what Tulsi Gabbard does. Because those people are already, already Republican voters. If they don't like Warnock, those people that went out and split the ticket, I mean, if they don't like Walker and they held their nose to vote for Warnock because they just didn't like Warn uh, Walker and they're Republicans, those people are not going to come back out. So that's why I say people that you talk to that say they're not coming back out, just I, not. Don't, I don't want them to come back out. Right. Because, more, <laughs> because those gotcha. are people that split the ticket or were Democrats. Gotcha. So I want Republican-based voters to come back out and hopefully a few people that split the ticket come back out because of voices like Brian Kemp and voices like Tulsi Gabbard. Because I doubt very seriously the average person is sitting there saying, huh, who am I going to vote for, Warnock or Walker? You're saying, am I going out to vote or am I not going am out I to going vote? Am I going out to vote or am I not? So the, you're driving your base, but a Tulsi and a Brian Kemp hopefully gets, gets some of, because you only need a couple thousand of those split ticket voters to come back out and vote for Herschel this time as opposed to what they did last time and voted for Warnock. And we'd like them to just either that or just stay home. It's Word on the Street. Uh, what is it? Feel Good Stories next. 
La 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 means let me finish. Feel good stories, Melani Kai, you go first. My feel good story, my family, and also my Redemption Christian Academy family. Many of you know my dad is a boarding school in upstate New York. They came down, they were in a tournament, they stopped by WSB. Thank you to Mark Aaron and uh, from WSB and Karen Greer and George Estevis for letting them chill out with them and watch the five o'clock newscast. Appreciate it. That's awesome. That's awesome. What great people we work with. My feel-good stories. I had to move some furniture this weekend and uh, called on Thumbtack. You ever been on Thumbtack to get you know services? I've been, but I've never been on it. No. I've, I've done I, efficient movers. Black-owned moving company. Oh. Didn't charge a lot. Shout out to Mike and Ralph who are listening right now. They said we're gonna check you out. You know, oh, young young brothers. Our brothers. Yeah, listening listening to Word on the Street right now. So shout out to Efficient Movers. Um, look them up on Thumbtack. Great company, small company, and I love small businesses. That's my feel-good story of the night. And we'll catch you tomorrow. What time? Do, we, we don't know. If Georgia wins, we're on 6.30 to 10. If they lose, we're on 9 to 10. Go St. John's. Oh, boy. Send this one home. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.